Eddie, that rant was so beautiful, How but I had I had to do it. You sir. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I hate you so much. It was right there, about halfway through that rant. I'm like, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I was committed. I made up my mind. <laughs> but I you're agree with you. Exa- you're a bad example for the children, goddammit. And I have two of them. Oh. <laughs> we we all knew that was a mistake a long time ago. Bless your sweet wife. Well, hello and welcome to another HLS Picks Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Ritter. You can call me MD Tex. And as always, you can join us live over on twitch.tv slash Sons when we record. Of course, you can also subscribe to the podcast feed over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast feeds at. Come join us in Discord. That is our live channel, HerLittleSons.com slash Discord. And of course, you can always find us at our home on the internet, HerLittleSons.com. And with that, I bring in Eddie. Eddie, how are you doing, sir? Get me my shillelagh, Ryan. (laughs) The time for anger and blood is here. There's so much bad blood. There's so much anger this week. Ryan, what week is it? It is FSC week. Oh, it's a glorious week for us, but all around the country, there's hatred. There's anger. Oh, everybody's mad. What week is it nationally, Ryan? It is the week where teams that do not like each other play each other. <laughs> oh, but only if you could say it in a in a quicker way. What would you call it? If only I could call it <clears throat> rivalry week. Wow. Nailed it. <laughs> Got it in one. Genuinely impressed. I was I was genuinely saying, okay, let's 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 vamp this, let's let's focus, let's nail this sucker. <laughs> I'm gonna get you on it later. I I guarantee that's gonna happen. Oh, I'm sure you will. But yes, it is SC week. Yes, it is rivalry week. I am working very hard. I I may or may not have been repeating it during my commute a couple different times. Uh, because man, one of these days I will nail that right off the gate. Uh, but we are here. Yes, it is rivalry week uh, for a couple different teams. We will have those picks in there. Of course, it is FSC week. We have Southern Cal coming into town. So, yes, we have changed a few different things uh, as far as getting the green up all over Twitch, all over HLS proper, our social media. We're, we're I don't know how the crowd is going to be wearing green, especially because the weather looks really, really crappy. <laughs> but, hey, we're, we're going to try. It's going to be a little chilly, but I'm sure that uh, the bookstore would be more than happy to sell hoodies and jackets and all sorts of warm clothes in the color green. So if you're going, try and try and dress the part. No, hey, I absolutely appreciate that hustle. Always do. And speaking of, Eddie, uh, we have a little bit of breaking news here. Oh, oh, yes. Uh, somebody has actually uh, done a little bit. They want to sponsor the Pix pod, if you will believe that. I genuinely will not. 
Well, genuinely do believe it because uh, our friends at DraftKings have decided to partner with us and this Picks podcast. Uh, and we, or rather, our good friends at DraftKings can provide users with a risk-free bet up to $200, plus all users can get a deposit bonus up to $500. And how you do this is you're going to create a DraftKings Sportsbook account and make a deposit because we live in the future and sportsbooks online and apps are now actually a thing. So they will match your first bet with a risk-free bet up to $200. And additionally, you can receive a 20% bonus on your deposit up to $500. Uh, but please note, you will require some playthrough there. Uh, so in order to take care of this, what you need to do is you need to go to dkng.co slash HLS. That's dkng.co slash HLS. Act quickly. This offer ends October 28th, so you do not have time. Uh, if you have a gambling problem, this uh, this is only fun when you can actually do this for entertainment and joy. Uh, however, if you have a problem, please call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And a little bit other legal things. This is obviously for people 21 and only, and actually only for those in the state of Indiana, because we're not quite nationwide yet. Uh, the deposit <laughs> bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. And I have also thrown up the link in the chat as well. So I'm jealous, legitimately jealous of everybody in Indiana. Legitimately jealous. <laughs> well, two things. One, look at the forecast for the weekend. That'll help you a little bit. And two, <laughs> you might have gotten rivalry week, but I'm pretty sure I just heard a nation ride in the middle of that ad. So we're getting closer. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't don't know what you mean. <laughs> Clip it. It's okay. The the air check will go great. Uh, but yes, anyway. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, that that's a little fun thing to start on. And uh, now back to the the business of the picks. Oh boy, Eddie. Last week sucked for me. <laughs> I tried to tell you October was coming. Oh man. So everybody in Indiana, you got, this is your, your free money <laughs> right here. Uh, I went three and seven, Eddie went five and five. Uh, so my temporary two game lead has been washed away. Eddie and I are both tied new month, new picks, new game, 32 and 46. We both sit right now. Ugh. I know it's, it's bad. It's ugly, but a reminder that our little head to head is for charity. A hundred dollars uh, to my extra life campaign will be donated by the loser. And I'm looking over and having hell, a hell of a week. Hope you guys one live in Indiana Two, go swing by DraftKings. Cause good grief. Um, Sapipa and Maume muchachos both at 72 and 40, like six game lead. Irish Emerald is in third place. I'm, I'm very impressed. I'm just below 500 in the pick'em at 57 and 49 over on herlittlesons.com slash pick'em. So, man, I'm I'm impressed. I wish I could pick as well as everybody else in that because it's it's been bloody. It's been bad. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. But the good news is there's plenty of football left. So let's go, baby. Oh, yes. Let's bring up that beautiful board. There are. It, or rather, there is a heck of a lot of football left to be played. And last week, a lot, a lot of the big marquee teams, uh, top 25, were on by. Not so much this week. We have a lot of big games, a lot of big matchups. And despite that, still a lot of double-digit spreads. But we're going to go ahead and start on Friday. We're going to give you a double dose on Friday, folks. We're going to give you two different bets here. 
Uh, we're looking at number 20, Virginia, going on the road to face Miami, who is unranked, yet favored at two and a half points. The total is 47 in the hook. Eddie, please do us the honor, sir. Well, I still think Miami's not very good at football. And that's really enough for me to take Virginia. They gave up 42 to Virginia Tech. They were getting blown out, put up a little bit of a fight, and still just collapsed late of a pretty ugly game last week against Virginia Tech. I think UVA is a lot better than Virginia Tech is. I mean, Miami barely got by Central Michigan. This team, this team <laughs> feels really broken at this point. Uh, Bryce Perkins ought to be able to have a good day. We've seen that he can get a little bit loose at times. So I think Virginia should take this one. I Here's a, a little bit of fun. For once, we're recording while an actual football game is on. We got a little <laughs> fun belt action going. For the people listening right now, I'm, I'm fairly heavily invested on under 70 in this game. It was tied 7-7 seven to seven at halftime. Oh my Five goodness! Left in the third, it's <laughs> ten to seven. Yeah, I, was, I just scrolled up to take a look at the score. I think you're okay. <laughs> so here's the thing: if you look tomorrow and they somehow win over seventy points, fade everything that I'm about to tell you in the next forty five minutes. <laughs> Doesn't matter what, just fade it all. Oh man, that that would be an epic, epic beat. Oh man. Oh, I, I think you're okay, Eddie. Then again, I. I that doesn't mean much coming from me, but I still think you're okay. Um, look, I'm going to echo pretty much um, just about everything you said. I'm going to go ahead uh, and take Virginia on the road. Uh, Miami hasn't shown a whole lot here uh, for me to... I mean, look. Okay, Virginia Tech beating. Granted, I, I get that. but uh, Or Miami, at least. Um, I, I just don't understand how in the world they're, they're favored in this one. Even... This boggles my mind. This feels like it could be a little trappy. Uh, but UVA has, I mean, we saw them against Notre Dame. They're, they're more than functional. And, uh, and <laughs> unless they're playing us, they play a lot better in the second half as well. And uh, I think that could end up being the difference in this one. I don't like the fact that UVA is on the road here. Uh, but it feels about like a toss-up. Go ahead and give me Virginia. Next up, uh, got a little bit of uh, Pac-12 after dark on a Friday night for you. Number 13, Oregon hosting Colorado as a 21-point favorite. And uh, the total on this one is 58. I I said this with Shane. I have no earthly idea what's going on with the Pac-12 right now. We knew it was Demolition Derby. We knew it was going to be weird. We didn't know it was going to be this weird because Oregon by far appears to be the best team in the Pac-12. The only problem is, is that they don't really seem to be putting up the points quite like we would expect from a so-called first-round draft pick. And Eddie, I'm dipping into your bag of tricks here. Do you happen to know, and again, granted, this is Wednesday, the spread of bets and money on this one? I I actually do, but please share with the rest of the class. I, I, I will indeed. 56% of the bets on Colorado, 73% of the money on Oregon. That's a hell of a lot of confidence in a team that I don't exactly have a lot of confidence in. I'm going to go ahead and fade that public money here. I'm going to take Colorado to cover this. Uh, I just I don't trust Oregon's offense right now. Not that Colorado has shown me a whole heck of a lot. Uh, don't like that they're on the road. But also, we got a little bit of chance of Friday night weirdness. This does happen regularly. So go ahead and give me the bus to cover. Who do you got, Eddie? 
Well, Ryan, you've you've fallen into an age-old trap of trying to play a club out of somebody else's bag. <laughs> you are correct that currently 73% of the money is on Oregon, which which might scare you. However, that line has already moved a point and a half. This game opened at 19 and a half. Like you said, it's only Wednesday. My th- working theory when you get something like that is the early money jumped on the good number and the and the house is trying to catch up. I think that's what they're doing with the 21 point spread now. The Friday night thing scares me. Don't get me wrong. We've already twice seen the top team in the Pac-12 go down on a Friday night. As you said, Oregon's looking like they might be the top dogs in the pack now. I don't like picking them on a Friday, but I'm going to do it anyway. Oregon (laughs) played very well against Cal, held Cal to only seven points. Cal's defense is a hell of a lot better than Colorado's, so you got to think Oregon's going to be able to put up points. Colorado's still missing their biggest weapon. LaVisca Chenault missed last week. Everything I've seen is he's questionable at best. Haven't seen that he's going to be starting. With him banged up and everyone knowing who he is now, I don't think he's going to be able to get as crazy as he likes to. Spread's a little bigger than I'd like, and, and obviously I hate that disparity. But I think that is a, it's early in the week and that'll get worked out. You know, there's only 1,600 tickets on that game so far. So not a lot of people are on it yet. Yeah. We need a ducks on this one. All right. Well, best of luck to you in Friday night weirdness, Eddie, because <laughs> it's, it's, it's already burned me once. Well, one of us will be happy about that. We, we've, we already are disagreeing. I already feel better about things. Well, it, it feels right, doesn't it? It does feel right. So. We're gonna move on. We're gonna we're gonna do a little time traveling to Saturday, where we got a little bit of a Red River shootout. And I was actually I was actually around the the state fair today, hanging out with the family, and uh, got get you a corn dog. Got got me a corn dog. Got me a turkey leg. Well, we'll talk more uh, during the tailgate about some of the wondrous things I had, uh, full with visual aids for those uh, on Twitch.tv slash your little sons as well. Uh, there's some good stuff. Uh, I, I ate way too much. I drank way too much. I'm very happy. Saw the Fox Sports setup for Big Nude Saturday. Uh, saw that little kickoff show thing getting put up there. But we are here to pick the game. And number six, Oklahoma, favored by 11 over Texas. Total on this one is 76 of so shootout indeed. Who do you got, Eddie? Hook them. Uh, I I love taking the points in this game, no matter who it is. Obviously, you know my feelings on Tom Herman as an underdog. That's almost always going to get my bet. Uh, Oklahoma's O-line is a little banged up. They've got two guys who are hurting a little bit. Obviously, they've they've been an offensive juggernaut this year until last weekend. They had Kansas beat. We joked, and I almost said, oh, I should take Kansas on this home dog Saturday. (laughs) Well, I should have, because apparently all of Lincoln Riley's mics and equipment turned off when they switched the game off ABC, because that some bitch just opened the back door wide open. (laughs) Much like Central Florida against Connecticut, I wanted them to lose, and they did. So, damn it, Oklahoma, you will pay for your transgressions, and you will learn this lesson a very important way. But here's the thing. Texas is still a damn good team. Their offense can score. Don't get me wrong. Secondary scares the shit out of me. But Ellinger to DuVernay, that's going to be a fun little combo this week. 11 points is too many. This game, you know, 
you're not evil Roy Williams isn't supermanning Chris Sims in a 63 to 10 victory we're past those days I feel like this is going to be a close game I'll take Texas not only to cover might be a little sprinkle oh all right well we're going all in there then um what happened last time you took time Herman as an underdog uh he pushed (laughs) you had a good song though you had a really good I, song about that. I did, but I'm not going to sing it again because he didn't win it. <laughs> well, as hard of a time as I'm giving you, I'm actually with you here on the, the Longhorns because I, I don't know if you heard, Eddie, this is a, a rivalry game. And when that happens, you just got to throw out all those record books, as our friends at the Solid Verbal will say. Uh, but this and Chris guy, Fink. <laughs> yes, and Chris Fink. That was I, I did catch that today. Uh, it was hilarious. I saw Samson's tweet <laughs> that Fink said that. Um but yeah, I, I do expect, uh, look, this is the game for the Big 12. Uh, it'll probably be repeated again. Uh, Texas showed a lot against LSU. LSU is just on a different level uh, than Texas is. Uh, Oklahoma, uh, I don't think, had, I mean, they got the offensive power. Uh, and as improved as I think Oklahoma's defense is, uh, Elling- Ellinger is still a hell of a quarterback. Oklahoma has yet to face an offense like this. This game is typically played pretty close, and, and typically it feels like, or I know last year there was some gigantic swings, and it was almost like a basketball game with the way teams were going on runs. If I remember right, I'm pretty sure it was last year's affair. Um, look, when both these teams are decent, this game's always good. This game's always rather close, so you're almost giving me two touchdowns here. Yeah, I'll take Texas to cover that. Don't know if I, I, I'm brave enough to sprinkle sprinkle on, on that, though, the money line there, Eddie. But uh, I'm looking for this one to be close. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a way to to kick off Saturday, uh, as opposed to some of the other quote unquote big noon games that we've had. Uh, so it should be a good one. All right, next up we got Georgia coming off a bye, playing South Carolina, and this is one of those gigantic spreads. Twenty four and a half points. Fifty two and a half is your total. Um, look, South Carolina is bad. They're real bad. <laughs> <laughs> Must champs real bad. Uh but 24, especially where that hook is. That's right on a magic number there. I, I don't like where that hook's at, and that hook's actually the reason I'm gonna go ahead and take South Carolina. Plus, uh Georgia has not been very friendly as far as covering the big numbers has gone. And look, they're I, I don't see them really trying to go all out. They still got some of their tougher games coming. I I believe uh, they got the cocktail party in, in a week or two, if I remember right, against Florida. So might be a little bit of a look ahead down the road, but I, I just don't like George on the, the big numbers right now. So go ahead and give me a scar here. Who do you got, Eddie? Well, you know, last week, Georgia was a 24.5-point favorite against Tennessee, and I, I took Tennessee as, as part of oh, my personal home dog Saturday. That's right. They're not coming off a bye. Good God. And it's <laughs> look, it's never the right side when it loses, but it was the right pick. Tennessee <laughs> was leading that game at halftime. They were covering until late, gave up a touchdown. Then a strip six ended up putting Georgia over the number still with under two minutes to go. Tennessee had a first and goal from the goddamn five-yard line. How they didn't score, I have no idea. They're Tennessee. That's how. But they, <laughs> I mean, that they should have covered that. That being said, they didn't. Georgia did cover last week. 
I don't care if South Cadillac's coming in off a bye. They're not a good football team. And I feel like Kirby Smart really likes beating Muschamp. I, I think there's, there's still something from back when Kirby was still at Bama, Muschamp was at Florida. Obviously, Georgia and Florida don't have any love for each other. And Muschamp, man, I, he's got to be done after this year, right? I, mean, I, I, don't, it, I don't. I don't see how expectations aren't high, but yeah, I don't see how he's going to survive. To be honest, so I just I, he doesn't have the horses this year. I think Georgia's going to put up a, a pretty big number. They've got Kentucky next week, so it's not a huge, huge look ahead. And and Georgia's at home. Between the hedges, I'll go ahead and lay the twenty-four and a half. All right. Well, we disagree, then, sir. But we're going to stay in the SEC. We got a rather large matchup here. Alabama, who was off a bye, so I don't mix things up. They actually were on a bye, and so were the Aggies of Texas A&M. Alabama going to Aggie Land, a 16 and a half point favorite. Total on this one is 61. Who do you got, Eddie? Well, unsurprisingly, it got sent to me by a friend of mine who's a Texas fan. But there was a video from, I guess, after the game day game last week, or I don't know what it was, but it was all the game day guys in a van together. And they were just cracking up about the idea that Kyle Field is a tough place to play. And they, they ooh, made sure to, ooh, well, ooh, let, me, ooh. let me clarify the same way that they did. They made sure to say, look, it's a great environment. It's a loud environment. The fans get up. It's, it's a great thing to see. But what has Texas A&M done at home over the last five years? Who have they actually been able to beat? It seems like whenever one of these big games comes up at home, everyone's like, oh, you got to watch out for Kyle Field. They still lose the game. A&M has had probably the toughest schedule in the country this year. They are coming off a bye, which is always nice. Problem is, so is Alabama. Obviously, last time we saw A&M, there was that crazy game against Arkansas. They got beat by Auburn the week before that, lost to Clemson a couple weeks before that. I don't know if a bye week's enough to get you ready. And Alabama's just really mean. You know, I think Saban might be hearing all this hype about LSU. and I think Tua might be hearing all this hype about Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts and Everybody's getting talked about except for him nowadays. So I think Bam is going to be in the mood for a little bit of a statement game. I think this gets murdery. Give me the tie. Well, roll tied over here as well. Um, the, the Kyle Field bit's interesting, although that's not coloring my pick at all. What is coloring my pick is I've watched Texas A&M play football these past couple of weeks, and it hasn't looked good at all. Uh, so, look, Alabama getting murdery, I could definitely see that. I'm more worried about because there was a big game that happened recently, and it just so happened it was at Kyle Field, and that was when Auburn rolled into town. Auburn jumped on them early, and then it was church after that moment on. Kyle Field was taken out of the game immediately. Bo Nix didn't get rattled like he did down in the swamp last week, and Alabama's better than Auburn is, at least on paper. You know, the Iron Bowl is always going to be a fun one, but – uh, if you're putting those two on a neutral field, you're you're going to have Bama favored. That's just the way it is. Uh, so I like Bama in this one. I, I really look. The Aggies have a rough ass schedule, and it's it's a real murderer's row. They're out of conference has been brutal. 
Um, and I don't think the bye week is going to be enough for them to to kind of recover, uh, not be as beat up by these big games, by these big teams. It's I, I just don't think they have it at all. Jimbo's shown me nothing. Mike Elko's defense has looked like a shell of, it former, of its former self of what was in South Bend. I'm absolutely convinced Clark Lee is the key cog in that defense actually being worth a damn because one defense is still playing well, regardless of who they play. The other one looks lost every now and then. And I cannot get that Arkansas game out of my head. Look, I know that game's always weird, but God, they look bad. Then they looked awful against Auburn. I don't expect them to look much better in this one. All right, next up, we're going to move to the ACC, where Clemson, coming off a bye, is going to go face Florida State, who has, oof, they've had a rough go on. Then I can't wait to talk to Jack about Florida State in the near future. Ooh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, a little, little bit of a teaser for for maybe, I don't know, next week. Uh, Clemson, 27-point favorite, 60-point is the total. Uh, look, Clemson, I think they had their scare. I, I think they, they got their head right. They were able to have a bye. They had a whole week to think about how they almost dropped it against North Carolina. So, uh, sorry. Sorry, they're Florida State. Um, you're going to come at Clemson. You haven't looked good. You're not going to look a whole lot better on this one. Um, that's a big number. I, I'm a little scared to take it. Uh, but I have a feeling Clemson's got some murder on the mind. Go ahead and give me the Tigers. Who do you got, Eddie? I'm in that same boat with you. Uh, both teams are coming off a bye, but I think you'll remember last year we were giving Clemson a lot of trouble for not hurting people, and then they started really hurting people. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get a similar type of deal this year. They're coming off a bye. They're, they're fully into conference play. Kind of like I just said with Tua, Trevor Lawrence isn't hearing people talking about his name anymore. People are saying, oh, your stock's slipping a little bit. I think he's going to want to come out and play well. As you said, you know, that last time we saw him was that North Carolina game, which they did not look good at all. I think there are some questions surrounding the Clemson team, but I think Florida State is going to be more than happy to let them look good. I think Clemson's just about to heat up and it's going to get ugly. I am not really scared at all about laying this point spread. The thing about Florida State is this is a team that will tap out. You know, this speaking of guys who aren't going to be around much longer, Willie Taggart. Ooh. You should have stayed at Oregon. What were you doing? <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's not going to be around too much longer, I don't think. Uh, this team feels like it'll, it'll quit on you pretty quick. So Clemson gets out early. Ooh, Etienne's going to have himself quite a day. All right, let's let's move over to the the Big Ten. And, uh, can we not? Well, we got a couple games we got to dabble in there, uh, but we're going to start with one uh, that Wisconsin. Look, you know, it, it, it's like after you said, "Hey, hey, Tex, your your Jonathan Taylor tailback pick is looking pretty decent for for Heisman value," and then they go out in shitty uniforms and play some of the shitty offense possible against Northwestern. Well. They're going to be back at it. They're going to play a team in the similar vein. This time they're hosting Sparty at home. So number eight, Wisconsin, a 10 and a half point favorite. The total in this one is 40 on the nose right now. Who do you got, Eddie? I'm going to take Wisconsin. I I think a lot like we saw last week, Sparty hung in there with Ohio State for a little while, and then they got the brakes beat off them. I think you're going to see a very similar thing here with Wisconsin. 
Wisco's four and one against the number this year. Yes, there was that terrible noon game against Northwestern. But A, you had the early game. B, you had the, you know, you dress like the 20s, you play like the 20s, I guess. I don't know. I just don't think Sparty has it in them. You know, they can hang around for a half, but against a team that much better. I mean, Wisconsin's offensive line is just going to mash on Sparty, and they're looking tired. They're coming off a tough loss to Ohio State. Then having to go play a physical team like Wisconsin, that's a bad back-to-back. I wish I had that hook. Uh, I will definitely have it in real life, but I'll take the Badgers. Yeah, the hook wasn't there in real life, but interestingly enough, at least at this point right now, the majority of the bets are on Wisconsin, but 64% of the money is on Sparty, yet the hook got added to Wisconsin? Yeah. Something stinks. Something really stinks. It's a little weird. Uh, Look, I'm taking the Badgers, too. Talk about teams that'll quit. I think uh, Sparty's got some quitting them, too. Um, and look, this is a, a real bad back to back and, uh, the going on the road, uh, to Wisconsin, they're going to try to look teams bounce back after a while. While, while I do give, you know, teams hell for, for, not, uh, having some subpar performances, uh, I do expect the better ones to actually bounce back, get back to normal. Um, I just don't see Michigan state scoring like at all in this one. Uh, the Northwestern game was just weird. I blame it on the uniforms. That's the logic I'm going to give you right now. Uh, I don't expect uh, two consecutive games where it just looks that bad. So, so go ahead, give me the Badgers in this one to cover. All right. Well, with that said, Eddie, we got a handful of more picks afterwards. But first, let us attend to a little bit of podcast business. All right, let's go ahead and do the second half of these picks. We're going to start out with some weird Pac-12 shit, Eddie. Arizona State. Herm is a whopping one-point favorite hosting Mike Leach. The total on this one is 59. Oh, my dear God. Look, I don't know what to think of, again, Pac-12 in general. I really don't know what to think of Herm. I also, but more so, I really don't want know what to make of Washington State. You have a weird game where you lost to UCLA after when you throw nine touchdown passes in a game, you managed to lose. Mike Leach has reached back into that bag of tricks. He found the fat girlfriend line, pulled it out, modified it, threw it back out at his team. Things seem to be spiraling a little bit over on Wazoo right now. So as much as this pains me, I'm taking Herm. It's a one point toss up. Give me give me the Sun Devils. Who do you got, Eddie? Give me Arizona State. Oh my god! What happened to the rules of this household? <laughs> Fucking Mike Leach happened, man. Uh like you said, things are spiraling. Uh they're coming off a, a very bad loss to Utah. Yes, they had a buy in between, but Utah dragged Washington State into a rock fight. And Washington State completely fell apart, started turning the ball over like crazy. Utah ended up blowing them out. We've, we know that's what Herm wants to do. He wants to turn this into a shitty noon Jets NFL game where he's just a boa constrictor and sucks the life out of you and everyone watching. 
and the concept of enjoyable football. <laughs> and that's going to break Leach. And so I am, I am going to go against one of my fundamental tenets in this world. And I'm going to take Arizona State. I, wow, I cannot believe this. This this is this is earth shattering news right here, everybody. I, I, don't, I don't like it. it. It feels bad. It feels really, really bad. <laughs> but that's what we come to. So that's yeah. where we are. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's move on. Let's see. Let's let's shake that off and give you a little bit of a weird ACC action. We're number 19 Wake Forest, maybe the second best team in the ACC is a six and a half point favorite against Louisville. Sixty four and a half is your total. Who do you got, Eddie? Well, you, you talked about weird ticket versus money splits. Again, it's only Wednesday. Who knows what that really means? 81% of the tickets on this game are on Wake. Only 41% of the money. That's, uh, that's too much disparity for me. Yeah, Wake's coming off a bye, but Louisville's getting frisky lately. Uh, last week, they beat BC 41-39. As you'll recall, Wake... Only got 27 on BC, 127-24. Florida Florida State's getting, or Louisville, I'm sorry, is getting a little frisky. They had that loss to Florida State, which was a bad loss. Don't get me wrong. But they're they're playing decent. I don't know. Something about this game feels a little weird. I feel like if you had just asked me blind what I would have expected the spread to be, I would have thought it would have been much higher. I don't know. This this game feels weird. I'm going to take Louisville. No, Eddie, I'm actually going to agree with you on this one as well. I'm taking, I'm taking the Cardinals. Uh, not, not that I, I, I super doubt Wake Forest. Look, they, they could put up some points. And even though they did deliver one of the easiest unders of all time, both to take and to cash on, um, you know, they, they have a good offense. Uh, I, I don't expect this to be into a rock fight. And look, Louisville showed us off the beat that they, they got a little something in that bag. Uh, they're trying to turn things around from absolute rock bottom. So anytime somebody's got a number next to their name, I think they're going to bring just a little bit extra right now because um, they're a team. Nobody expects anything from them. They got nothing to lose. That's a really dangerous opponent right now. Meanwhile, Wake uh, got a lot of confidence, at least from the, the sports math and the books, uh, by being able to inflate some really large totals. Uh, the total is still up there in this one, uh, it being around the almost 65. Um, I'm not sure if we're, we're going to end up that high or not, but man, this, it does feel weird. Uh, the money disparity with the tickets is also weird. Probably also why the line hasn't moved a whole hell of a lot. It opened at six and it's only added the hook since then. I- I'm with you, Eddie. There's, there's. I don't know if we got cartoon stink lines coming over this, but there's a weird, weird smell coming from this direction as well uh, regarding yeah, this well, line. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go cartoon stink lines yet, but it just something, something feels weird about this game. Well, it could very well be that something weird is the ACC in general. I mean, mm-hmm. that could be valid. Touché. All right, well, let's go back into the Big Ten. I promise it's the last time I'll do it to you, Eddie. But we gotta, we gotta actually cover this one. Number 17, Iowa, after doing whatever the hell it was you want to call that game against Michigan, is hosting number 10, Penn State, who is a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. The total in this one, oh, this is so beautiful, so Big Ten, 41-and-a-half. And, and man, I don't know 
as far as what Iowa's got, the, the biggest part about that game that shocked me, beyond the point that the score was the same from the first quarter all the way to the end of the football game, was that the offensive line just looked like a freaking disaster. Michigan has not been playing good defense. I don't think they finally figured it out in one half. I think something got exposed there. Something looks bad on Iowa. Uh, Stanley got rattled. I don't think being at home is going to be enough here. Uh, I, normally, I would love to take Iowa as a home dog to to really wreck some weird things going on. Uh, but Penn State seems to be trending in the opposite direction. They seem to be getting better every week. So go ahead and give me a Nitlin Lions here. Who do you got, Eddie? Nah, I, I ain't messing with the night game at Kinnick. Give me Iowa. I'll take the points here. I everything I don't disagree with anything you said. Penn State is looking pretty good. You know, coming off a 35-7 win against Purdue, beat the absolute tar out of Maryland. Obviously, that Iowa Michigan game, again, another game that I I don't feel I made the wrong pick last week taking Iowa because so there weren't going to be many points, so I'm going to feel good about Iowa. I just didn't realize how bad that game was going to be. Didn't Goodness. realize the total was going to be 13. <laughs> Oof, yeah, that was, that was ugly. That being said, we've seen this too many times. You don't go to Kinnick at night and expect things to go well for you. You just don't. I'll take the Hawkeyes. All right. It's, it's sound logic, but they, Iowa scarred me last week, not going to lie. And And, hey, there's – there's also, let's be honest, there's some past history between me and Iowa on this podcast, too. That's playing in this pick as well. <laughs> only only a little bit. <laughs> just, just just a little. All right, I've well. Still, I've still never made more money on a single game than Mike. that Rose Ball. God, all right, let's, let's move on before I get really pissed off. All right, number seven, Florida, number five, LSU. Easily the game of the week. Going to be a fun primetime matchup here. LSU, despite the fact that this is a top 10 matchup, 13 and a half point favorite, 55 and a half the total. Who do you got, Eddie? I I think that spread is telling you exactly what Vegas thinks of Florida's top 10 ranking. Uh, Florida's coming off that great win against Auburn. They did exactly what I said they were going to do, but they got their quarterback hurt and he's coming in banged up. And you're going to Death Valley, and you're still Florida. I mean, this we've seen, what, three quarterbacks out of them so far. Hilarious shenanigans on every part of the field. Gotten bailed out by some insane plays by their secondary. But this offense cannot keep up with LSUs. First off, Death Valley at night, not a, not a fun place to go. LSU can score points in bunches. Joe Burrow, I, hey. I take the hat off. We we made a lot of jokes. That kid is killing it right now. LSU's offense, I don't understand how, but they look insane. They have been fantastic. If LSU gets up, their defense is good enough to hold Florida. I don't think Florida has the capability to come back. I just don't think they can score that many points. I like the Tigers here pretty easily. I agree as well. And I mean, it's interesting to see where the, the spread of bets and money are. It's it's about half in each direction for the opposite teams. <laughs> uh, more bets on Florida, more money on LSU. Uh, but the line hadn't budged yet. So Vegas, I guess they feel like they, they got the right uh, the right shot uh, made here. Uh, but I agree with absolutely everything you said. From week zero watching Florida play, 
I have not for one second looked at them and said, definitely a top 10 team. They, they had the benefit of having a high preseason ranking and they haven't completely fucked it up yet. So there they are right now. Now it's time for the other shoe to drop. And just like you've said, LSU's offense, it is weird to see LSU have a modernized offense, but the coach, oh man, he found a way to pull it off, got the right pieces in place, and Joe Burrow is just lighting it the hell up right now. And here's the thing, everybody's realizing, it's like, oh shit, LSU re- re- recruits some really fast and, and tall wide receivers. Wow, this is this is interesting. Is it, it and how many times have we said about an LSU team, if only they could get a, a passing game to complement the, the traditional uh, good running game that they've had? Well, here it is. They're deadly. You're going to get fucked hard here, Florida. This is going to be a really bad time. Uh, I'm excited about this game, mostly uh, to see what LSU can do against. Uh, th- this will still be the best defense that they play, period. So it's going to be. Uh, while I still think it's going to be an easy win, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch uh, Burrow get to to have at it with a much better uh, defensive unit. Still think it'll be murdery, but it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun to watch. All right, we, we needed to throw some group of five action here. It looks like the ponies took the week off, so I couldn't do that, but uh, we got some a little bit of murder smurf action, and not only that, we got a little bit of Hawaii going here who's been beating Pac-12 teams, putting up loads of points. They buried Nevada a couple weeks ago in an absolute on-the-road, no less, in some shitty weather. But Boise State, your favorite, 12 points they are favored by, and Hawaii has, a, a, excuse me, total in this game is 60 points even. Uh, and, man, I, I tell you what, I, I've liked how Boise has played. I, I really do. But Hawaii, I don't know what they are on right now. They are they're putting up points consistently. Cole McDonald has been playing damn good football. I think this is going to be a, a fun one here. Uh, maybe maybe just a little bit of a shootout. Uh, so I'm going to take the points. Uh, I think Hawaii will keep it just close enough. What do you got, Eddie? This is a 9-15 kick in Boise, Idaho. It is. You know what the forecast is for Saturday in Boise, Idaho? I don't care what it is because it was freaking 9 p.m. kick in Nevada. It was a wintry mix, and they still destroyed them. But go ahead and give me the weather forecast. They they did, but Nevada ain't Boise State. It's going to be upper 30s. This is this is not Hawaii weather. These island boys are not going to want to play in this. And Boise State's actually got a damn good team. I will take the Smurf turf at home. I like Hawaii. I really do. I've made a decent amount of money on Hawaii this year. I just don't think this is a spot for them. Boise State's too good, and that's that's too much of a fish out of water scenario for my liking. Interesting that right now, sixty two percent of the money on Hawaii. <laughs> 59% yeah. of the tickets. Very interesting lean there. All right. Now, speaking of late kickoffs, we're just going to go ahead and go full insane here. Give you 10 o'clock Central Time kickoff, Pac-12 after dark. Washington, fresh out of the top 25. Still a six-point favorite against Arizona. Who do you got, Eddie? Dead to me. Which you one? Play like that, you play <laughs> like that against Stanford and expect me to pick again, pick you again. I, I tried. I gave you a pass on the Cal loss. I said I'm not even going to consider it. You only put up 13 and you give up 23 to Stanford. Who has no offensive line? 2019. 
look, here's, I will say this because it scares the shit out of me. Something I didn't realize until I heard it on the broadcast. Washington had not won a game at the farm since 2007. Oops. Washington has a far superior team to Stanford this year. Yet they could not break that streak. That's, that's, Palo Alto. Wow. That's the, some Notre Dame shit right there. I, I, I'm not, I'm just saying that's terrifying. <laughs> I did not, I did not like hearing that statistic one bit. That is, that is legitimately terrifying. Like, that's, yeah, mm. yeah, it's real bad, huh? Yeah. Uh, Arizona, on the other hand, good win against Colorado last week, uh, beat UCLA the week before they, they're playing well. Khalil Tate looking a little bit more like the Khalil Tate we used to talk about. So I'm going to take the points here. You know I love a home dog, and mm, Huskies just dead to me. You know what's weird about this game, Eddie? The fact that inexplicably agree again. Uh, yeah. Well, this we we yeah. Let's go ahead and give the spoiler alert. I, I'm going to agree with you. Um, right. Well, here's here's the other thing that's going on. One, the Stanford thing, fresh in my mind. Uh, Back when they had their absurd game with Cal, I said that they look like what LSU looks look like. They they're they're a rented SEC team with a, a decent defense and a quarterback that is fresh out of the SEC trying to actually put up some points, and they weren't able to do that. Then they went and started putting up points a couple weeks in a row, and I said, "Look, Washington, I'm going to forgive you your Cal mishap. There was weather delays, there was weird shit. I'm sorry. You're going to beat the hell out of Stanford." And then they do that. And they they look worse than a Renan SEC team. They just looked like absolute garbage. Here's the other fun fact. 66% of the bet, 77% of the money. And all that has happened is this line has added a it's uh there's was updated since I did this spreadsheet. It opened at six, it has stayed at six, and literally just of a few minutes ago, it's actually six and a half. That's it? With that much money so far, eee, something stinks here, and I think it's Washington. Uh, they're, I don't know if they're completely dead to me, uh, but Khalil Tate, I'm hoping that this is the time that you actually do that Heisman shit that you once did, and please deliver the beating this time. Maybe, maybe. Mike, let's let's see how the night goes. Let's see how how NDSC goes. See if I get spicy enough to sprinkle sprinkle on that money line late at night in, in the glow of what I'm hoping is a, a nice Notre Dame victory. And speaking of Notre Dame, an 11 point favorite against hated rival Southern Cal. Total in this one is the only thing that's really been rising about this game, and that's 59 and a half. And Man, double-digit spreads in in rivalry games is a little scary sometimes. But SC is, when they go on the road especially, it's an absolute disaster. Slovis will be playing in this game. Jafar Armstrong will actually be back. I have a feeling, just kind of reading the tea leaves, and that he's second on the depth chart right now. Not going to get a whole lot of touches, but he's back. He's going to be a weapon. The, the offense of Notre Dame is finally getting back to full strength. Ian Book hopefully had the nice BVG confidence boost that he definitely sorely needed this past week. And SC, look, they can do a lot of damage on offense. They, they really legitimately can. They, 
the new air raid concepts that they've been doing, it, it gave Notre Dame fits when they uh, surprised Notre Dame by busting it out last year. Now Notre Dame knows it's coming, and we saw what happened when the adjustments were made. It was a rough game. Notre Dame had a crazy travel schedule, and the heavy legs were definitely in play. Now Notre Dame's coming off of a bye. Notre Dame had basically, well, I said Notre Dame's coming off a bye. They came off a bye VG. Apologies. So they had a, a chance to rest everybody up, get the backups to play into that one. Notre Dame's is not banged up. They're going on the opposite trend. Uh, more people are getting healthy for them. So I like everything where this is going, even though it's a big spread. Quite frankly, I think we're going to see Slovis have the issues that he had against BYU. I'm looking for some turnovers in this one. Uh, I think there's going to be a, a, a few drives here or there where Southern Cal kind of puts the fear of God into the Notre Dame defense. Uh, but once that second half comes, I see Notre Dame running away with this one. I, I really think everything is kind of all systems go now for the Irish. So let's go ahead. Let's be full homer here and fuck SC. Who you got, Eddie? Oh, no. Keebler Slurpees is back. Whatever will we do against the guy that threw three picks to fucking BYU? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Michael Pittman's out here talking shit, told his guys that they need to embrace the suck. Oh, you're going to embrace the suck, motherfucker. When Kyle <laughs> Hamilton breaks three of your ribs with a hit, because all he does is lay wood, and you're going to be embracing the suck because you're going to be sucking breath through your nose. I hate these people so much do you remember what happened the last time that southern california came to south bend brian there was blood everywhere <laughs> and that was the number 12 ranked southern cal with former number three pick in the draft i want to say and noted mono haver sam darnold <laughs> i can't Clamber believe we just said <laughs> is not sam darnold we just said the words noted mono haver on this podcast. Spot the lie. <laughs> Look, this team is not there. Now, don't get me wrong. The receivers scare the shit out of me. They have three incredible receivers. I, I, as I said three years ago, I'm terrified of the day that the Pharaoh decides to destroy us with his own hands. But that being said, every other place on the field, we've got them outmatched. And much like last year against Wake Forest when Ian Book woke up and got loose and then the rest of the year he was off and running, I feel like the by VG was that exact same thing. Had five touchdowns in the first half. He could have broken Brady's uh, you know, single-game record he could have doubled it if we had left him in. Tried he, to. He tried to. He damn near got it. But he almost tied it. If they had left him in, hell, he could have gotten 12 touchdowns in that game. They finally realized, oh, we can throw a ball further than five yards. Huh. That's weird. <laughs> I really hope that, that Chip is finally going to open the playbook up a little bit, let the kids sling it a little bit. Uh, Ian looked a lot better. Obviously, it's real easy to look good against Bowling Green. They're they are as trash, if not more trash, than advertised. But this Southern Cal team, look, we need to go ahead and put the nail in the coffin on Clay Helton. I need that notch in the belt. I, I want to put him out of his misery. A L- little bit of a tarmac firing again? 
yeah, leave his ass in cold ass South Bend. And that's the thing. Ooh, it's going to be chilly. And those boys, sunshine's from California. <laughs> they don't like it when it's cold. Our boys don't care if it's cold. We're ready to go. It is time for blood. This team needs to get beaten, and they need to get beaten badly. You know, they looked bad against Washington. They, they lost to BYU, man. It's not a good BYU team. Slurpees ain't it. I'm not scared of him. I, I might learn his name if he does something in this game, but he ain't gonna because Julian Okwara is going to body slam him into the sacred tunnels that my pops told me about that run between Notre Dame and St. Mary's. Klarbdar is going to find him. He ain't going to be able to make his way to St. Mary's because he won't be able to walk. <laughs> Kareem's going to come with the elbow drop off the top. Get me my shillelagh. It's time to cover it in blood. Kyle Hamilton, destroy these fools. Irish, cover, big. Let's go. Oh, I love it. I love it, Eddie. Yeah, this is going to be, it's going to be fun. And if there's one thing that I'm excited to see, it's a liquored up Notre Dame crowd when it gets cold for, for whatever reason. It's not that we have huge home field advantage, but when the weather turns spectacularly shitty and it's actually a decent game, I'm not talking about like a throwaway November game, but if you get this weird ass weather in October, I, I will never forget. And this was during the Weiss years, no less. So, I mean, things were, eh. but our senior year, Eddie, UCLA, do you remember the student section losing our mind when it started raining, freezing rain yep. in that game? Yep. That was, that was a fun one. <laughs> and, and that game was insane. Obviously that's one where Notre Dame uh, had a little bit different result than we're expecting here and pulled it out at the very end, but I will Samarja never at the buzzer. Yeah, the, where we're like, oh shit, the entire season's going to hell. Oh, and then that was that was fun to be a part of. Absolutely fun to be a part of. But I remember just looking over at that sideline and just everybody just kind of having this gawking look at us because we're all drunk. It's freezing. The rain comes down. We're like, shit, yeah, this is even worse. And everybody's like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? <laughs> it's going to happen here. And this time... It's not some random rain that's going to appear. Everybody knows the weather's going to suck ass for the entire day. They're going to be tailgating in the morning in that shit weather all the way getting liquored up till kickoff. This is the perfect situation. And it's Southern Cal. It is fucking Southern Cal. Look, Notre Dame fans may be nice and shit, but when you put that damn all that takes, even if a, a, the kindest Notre Dame fan feels good about things, has been welcoming in Trojan fans. They hear that fucking band play, that goddamn song. Nice goes out the damn window. So I'm expecting uh, some a very loud crowd uh, because blood in the water right now is what it feels like. So no, I'm expecting Notre Dame to come out strong. Notre Dame needs to come out strong. Hit the buy full speed. Put the fear of God into Michigan and have them looking at a gigantic ass score for two weeks until we come down to the big house. That's what I want. I'm fucking ready for this game, sir. No, I can't wait. And and we've made lots of jokes. I think I've made three already this year about Notre Dame's home crowd. It's not the loudest. It's not the most intimidating. But these night games, you hit it on the head, especially, you know, the Michigan, remember the six game, the 2017 SC game. I was there with our mutual friend, Dave. We may have had an adult beverage or 
several. And there was that, that stadium was loud. People were in it. People were ready to go. It's going to be a great atmosphere. I hope everybody go and has a great time. Fuck Southern Cal. They can go to hell. They're bad people. We hate them. Before we go, this, this is part like the Captain America PSA. I'm going to flip my chair around and, and sit down on it all cool AC Slater style. Ooh, all right. You people who keep talking about New Year's Six games. Oh, I want to play Clemson. No, I want to play Wake. No, I want to play Auburn. Shut the fuck up. It's early October, for the love of God. We still have two of our three biggest games of the year still to come. Motherfucking Southern Cal is this weekend. And you people are asking Pete Sampson who we're going to play in the Capital One or in the New Year's Six games. And how can we get Florida? Or how can we get Auburn? Shut up! There's so much of this season left. What is wrong with you? Focus, children. Don't worry about the New Year's Six right now. Don't worry about bowls right now. Don't worry if we can get in the playoffs right now. Fuck that noise. Southern Cal is coming to your gates. Think about that. Paris is standing above the gates telling his troops to come at you. We need to be like early story Achilles and just murder every one of these motherfuckers. Come on. Focus, my friends. Feel the anger. Let the hatred roll through you. It's time to beat the shit out of Southern Cal. It is time to put Clay Helton in the ground. Aunt Becky did not rob $800,000 to give to the athletic department so her Instagram thought daughter could sneak in on a water (laughs) polo scholarship for us to look past Southern Cal. Remember who these people are. Remember Carson Palmer. Remember Matt Leiner? Reggie goddamn Bush. Feel the anger. Feel the hatred. Hail Gambler. Go Irish. So who would you want to face in the Orange Bowl, Eddie? Shut the fuck up, Ryan. (laughs) Well, folks, that's going to do it for the show. (laughs) Thank you for joining us live here on twitch.tv slash for little sons. And make sure you catch us on the podcast. Subscribe and toss us a review over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts at. And make sure you join us in Discord, where you can let the SC hate flow 24-7, herlittlesons.com slash Discord. And, of course, you'll find us at herlittlesons.com. It's time. Sim tomorrow. SC Saturday. Go Irish beat Trojans. Have a good one.